When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Ms. Braille Beerman. Hi everybody. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. How are you? Where are you? I know you've been traveling, so I, I'm not going to assume that you're in Atlanta. I have to ask where you are. Oddly, I am in Atlanta just for the night. I'm leaving tomorrow and I'll be gone for like 12 days. Um, but I'm in Atlanta right now. I just got home actually from another trip. It's nice to be back for a day. <laughs> I've had so much going on today. I'm so super busy. So I'm really excited to chat with you and kind of take my mind off of all the bullshit I have to go through today. Isn't it nice to be able to travel again? Like I saw you were in Hawaii and then I think you were in the Caribbean, but I could just be making that up. But I, I've started traveling again too. Like I'm, I'm having it. Yeah, it's, it's 2020 was a rough year, I think for everybody. I don't think anybody had a good 2020. Um, so I'm really excited to get back to traveling and living my life again. Cause that's like my true passion is getting on a flight and getting out of here as often as I can. Well, I have to say, so when I sat down to prepare for this chat, like my mouth dropped open in the sense that I, I don't know what I was thinking, but 13 years since you started on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, does it feel, cause 13 years is insane. Like, does it feel like a long time to you or does it feel like just yesterday? No, it definitely feels like a long time, especially because I started when I was like nine or 10 years old. So I really got to grow up um on tv everything's pretty much recorded i always say that don't be tardy and um real housewives of atlanta is kind of like having my own personal homemade footage so because i probably wouldn't have recorded anything like that growing up um my mom wasn't one of those moms who like had a recorder and took videos of everything we did so i'm really um happy that i have those moments there and that i can hopefully show my family one day and my potential kids um it does not seem that long ago though i mean it feels like just yesterday, but at the same time, so much has changed and gone on that it's like, clearly it's not. I, I, I agree with all that. I am from Connecticut originally. I live in New York City now. <laughs> Shout out to Connecticut. And I'm from Orange. So I think you were right from there, right? Weren't you from like Shelton or one of those areas? I, I was born in Stafford Springs, but my mom was raised in Windsor Locks. 
That's what it is. Do you remember like any time in your life before the cameras were there? Like I have no memory of childhood. I don't know what that means. I mean, I was bullied in high school and I think I've just blocked it out, but I can't tell you how I was at 10 or even like 12. Like, do you remember no cameras being there or it's always cameras? I remember before the cameras were a thing, of course, but I think that it wasn't really like a big shift for me. My mom was like super beautiful, blonde hair. She was young and she had like nice cars and wore, you know, Chanel everywhere. So everywhere we went, people were already looking at her. Like, who is this woman? I mean, she's got huge tits. So they're always out big blonde hair. I mean, I would stop and stare too. So, you know, things didn't really change except people started to know her name. So it was kind of like life as usual. I mean, honestly, in the beginning, I didn't know. I really didn't know what to expect. I mean, I was 10 years old. I didn't really understand it. I wasn't allowed to watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I still haven't really watched it. I've seen scenes here and there, but like I refuse to like watch it because I know how, you know, reality TV is. And I know it's definitely not the true person that my mom is. So I don't want to get any inkling or, um, you know, a changed perception. Perception of my mother. Thank you. I couldn't find the word. The changed perception of my mom because she truly is remarkable. But, um, no, I mean, it, it's, I didn't know any better. I still don't know any better. I, I always say, I feel like I'm Hannah Montana. Like some people know who I am and some people love it. And some people don't care or have no idea who I am. So I'm not like, you know, I can go out and do my, my own thing, but it's also cool when someone recognizes you. And you've never really sat down and watched like a full season or episode of RHOA? No, during quarantine, actually, when I was finally allowed to like go see my friends again, when we thought it was like, okay, um, we went to my friend Colin's house, me and like my three best friends were all there and we, we were watching movies. And then when the movie ended, we were like, you know, what we should do, we should just go and watch Real Housewives of Atlanta when none of us have ever seen it. So we were like, all right, tuned into the first episode and we could not stop dying laughing. We, I think we rewatched that first episode like five times and we never watched another one um, because my mom had this like strong country accent and I'm like, who is this woman? Like, where did this come from? And she like was chain smoking all the time. So she just sounded completely different. Um, so now we just make fun of her and we always say, you love it, you know you do. She gets so mad at us because I'm like, you never sounded like that. I don't even remember that. And she's like, fuck you guys <laughs> you're like where is this accent coming from yeah I don't know I don't know who I don't know that Kim did you think like everyone like when did you realize your childhood might be a little different you know like just in terms of the cameras like or did you think you know like you talk about like just on the Kardashians they were like oh we need to explain to like Rain you know yeah. and Mason that like not everyone grows up with cameras like were you did you think there was cameras in every household or did you realize your upbringing was like different in that sense. I remember I was in like fourth or fifth grade and my mom was going to be on the show and some kids in my school, I was like telling them about it. I was like, oh, we're going to be on some TV show. And they're like, no, you're not. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're lying. And then she finally got on it. And I went to a private school and everybody there was like, oh my God, she's like on TV sometimes. So they thought it was cool, but really where we grew up in Alpharetta, there's like a lot of other, you know, either celebrities children's that we grew up with or like you know like the Chrisleys are from here I grew up with them like there's just like a lot of different people who kind of come from from some type of background in the entertainment industry so it wasn't like totally weird or shocking you know that that was happening um 
I also did it when I was like in middle school, like starting middle school. So I had more of like a grasp of what was going on than maybe Ariana, who was only five years old at the time. That makes a lot of sense. When you look back at like those RHOA years, like, is there a highlight, even though you haven't watched the show just from your memory, like, is there like a best of, and is there like a worst moment that you just are like, oh. I would say the best of is probably the moment where my mom met Croy because that changed our life and is the best thing that's ever happened to us. So that Dancing with the Stars Atlanta version episode is probably the best part of Real Housewives Atlanta. The worst is probably all the petty bullshit fights and drama, which I know everybody lives for, but it's so different seeing your mom be attacked constantly over and over again. I think that's why like, I just don't want to watch it. I'm not interested in seeing it. Um, actually, probably the worst to me is she was pregnant and they were attacking her saying, you know, like, oh, she's not due when she is, or I don't even know the context of the conversation, but I remember my mom saying, fuck this, I'm done. She got up and she called me and I was crying and I was like, please don't ever go back to, to Real Housewives in Atlanta. I was like, quit. And she did. And she didn't know she was going to do Don't Be Tardy. She didn't have that lined up or anything like that. She just quit, said, fuck it, I don't need this. And then they offered her, her own show. So sometimes walking away from some situation that has really molded or changed your life may be the best thing you could have done. It's true. I mean, not to make a reference to a party, but like, you don't want to be the last one at the party. You kind yeah. of want to leave. Yeah. Right. Did she quit? You think just because like of you guys, you know, like just the pregnancy and like, you were like, please quit. Or you think, yeah. that, I mean, you I, think that was. I think that we played a big part in it. I think that she just couldn't take it anymore. You know, she realized this isn't a healthy environment. Um, those women can be very harsh and mean sometimes. And I'm not saying Kim can't either because she definitely knows how to hold her own. But you really have to fuck with her to piss her off because we're, we're like so, I feel like unbothered by everything. We're just like, fuck it, whatever. The bitches are crazy moving on, but you really have to piss her off to get her riled up. I, I think so. I told her the other day, I was like, oh my God, you should go back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And she was like, never in my life will I go back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. That show is a fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, but everybody's talking about how boring it is this season. Like all my friends are like, your mom needs to go back on it. It's so fucking boring. She needs to bring the entertainment. I honestly think that they should do a show with Kim, Nini, Sheree. And I wanted just the OGs, but Phaedra really brings some good commentary. Okay. I love Phaedra. So I think that that would be a good, if they could get them back together, if they could at least do something different um, in Atlanta. I just think, you know, the way that Real Housewives of Atlanta is going lately, it's not really getting a good rap anymore. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
You guys know I had a great summer in the Hamptons, but what you don't know is I am on the move again as summer comes to an end and I'm headed west to LA. This means I'm going to be in another city where I need to take Ubers everywhere, which means that the first thing I packed is my relief band because I'm not going to be sick from being dizzy and nauseous when I'm in LA. Relief band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness. If I wear it, I don't get sick and I have a great day. If I forget it and I leave it at home, I am literally dizzy from one short Uber drive for the whole rest of the day. I don't know what else to say, except if you really want the band that actually works at relieving nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, Behind the Velvet Robe has an exclusive offer. You just go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET and you get 20% off plus free shipping, and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code VELVET for 20% off plus free shipping. Did you ever think about how bald men shave their head? I mean, it's a legitimate question. I have a lot of bald friends, and I can tell you, they're always complaining about like shaving their heads. The razors are subpar, and they don't work. It's made me think about it, and I have to tell you, I have a solution. So anyone that has a bald friend or is bald, Ladies, if you have a bald man in your life, listen up. Any razor that they're using that's made for your face or anything else, that's wrong. Razors are made to shave flat surfaces. So what bald men and women need is the Flex Series Electric Shaver from Freedom Grooming. This shaver has five rotary blades that individually flex for a closer shave. Compared to the old school razors that you guys are all probably using, the Flex Series shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke. All my bald friends who have tried the Freedom Grooming product are thanking me. So listen, for upcoming holidays, birthdays, or just because, get your ball guy the best shaver of his life. Freedom is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Visit freedomgrooming.com slash velvet and get 20% off. That's freedomgrooming.com slash velvet for 20% off today. Well, first of all, Brielle, we're going to get to all the stuff you have going on in life now, but maybe, you know, there's a job for you behind the gates at Bravo as a producer. Cause I think that sounds like the best <laughs> idea ever. Right. Who do I need to talk to? I'm going to call Andy after this. <laughs> I mean, Sheree, Kim and Nini and Phaedra. Okay. That I would watch. Yeah. And you have a lot of friends that are like, Oh, it's really boring this past season. It's gone downhill. All my friends are like, everybody's complaining about how fucking boring and dull these bitches are now. And like, we would love, they want Kim to come back. They think it would be amazing. Like it would just, you know, switch the vibe up. And I'm sure it's boring. I mean, I feel I'd never, I don't really watch it, but the episodes I have seen some of the women that are still on the show, it's like, I feel like they don't really bring a lot. You have to like really be on your A game to be on a show like that. People want to be entertained. And you say Nini should be there too, even though I know her and Kim have had their differences over the years. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's literally a love hate relationship with them too. You know, I think that they're just, They've been through a lot. They've known each other so long and they just know how to get on each other's nerves. But at the end of the day, I think that they're probably both pretty loyal to each other. Did you ever get caught up like in the drama? You know, like you were around it, like it wasn't your job, you know, other than the fact that it affected you and you're crying and you're like, please, mom, don't ever go back. Like, were you like, oh, I hate that one. I hate that one, you know, just because of it's your family and it was affecting your mother. The only time that I ever really got involved was with the Kenya situation when we were at Nini's house. And 
I guess what it's the same day with the roaches thing, but that story to me is just so ridiculous. It was so blown out of proportion. I had no clue that that was going to happen. I deleted the video two seconds after I posted it because my friend that I was with there was like, oh my God, there's like bugs in the background of the video. So I was honestly trying to do something nice, but I don't know. That's when you're like, okay, wait, this is how reality TV works. Like one little thing becomes a whole thing. Something that I thought was like that children are always off limits. And I mean, I was 20 at the time or 19, whenever this happened. So I get it. I'm like grown or I was, you know, on my way to becoming like a real woman, but you know, my mom always said, don't mess with my money, my man or my kids. So I thought we were all off limits here, but I guess not. It's okay. What about, and you actually said to Kim, like, go back to RHOA. Like, that's what you told her recently. Yeah. Like just the other day, I was like, you should go back. Cause it's so, apparently it's so boring. And she was like, they don't have enough money for me. And then I told her that we should do the Nini Sheree Phaedra on her show. And she was like, no, I would be down for that. You heard it here first people. Listen, you have to text Andy when this is over, Brielle, please. Let's get it cranking. Seriously. And they have to give you a producer credit because, you know, this was where it started. What about, you know, then in 2012, at the end of RHOA, you know, after Kim left for her, the end for her, you know, one of the first ever spinoffs of a family in Bravo history, like Don't Be Tardy. How was that? Like when your mom said, hey, we're getting our own show. We didn't know that it was actually going to be um, more than just the wedding special, but the ratings were so good that they offered it to us, thankfully. Um, and it's it's been one of my biggest blessings in my life. It's brought me so many opportunities and things like that. So I'm very grateful for Bravo in that sense in the show, but um, I didn't really know what to expect. It was totally different because it was centered about around us. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just tagging along with my mom. It's like, they're interested in my life and what's going on. And it was really cool too, because we had some of the same producers that we had on Real Housewives. So I had these you know, connections with them. So I've known them and they really become your family. Um, but I didn't really realize the depth of it until like my freshman year is when we started filming and towards the end of it is when it aired and I was bullied people were so mean to me they were like oh she thinks she's like the shit because she's on a show but I am so like an introverted extrovert that I didn't really talk to anybody that I didn't know I'm not going out of my way to like say hi I don't really care to have friends like I have my friends already so I guess people just thought I was like standoffish because of that. And I actually got bullied so much. I got beat up. I was in the counselor's office, like every single day I would leave after third period every single day, because it was just so traumatizing for me. Um, I got punched and my hair pulled out by like one of my girls that I thought was one of my best friends. So I left that school, but um, wow. I think that it just made me grow up really quick. I had to learn um, not to trust anybody not to believe the comments it shows more of a reflection of like who they are than who you are um you know and, and I'm in a way I'm grateful for that because I don't think I'd be as strong as I am right now if I didn't go through all of that and seeing some of my friends who you know life was easy they're like coming to me crying all the time and I'm like oh my god toughen up this is nothing you know so I'm, I'm very grateful and you got bullied like in school physically just because you were on this show wow yeah, yeah she 
And my mom knew, she told me a week before this girl beat me up at lunch. I was sitting right next to her. She told me a week before she slept over my house and she goes, she doesn't like you. And I said, yes, she does. I sit with her at lunch every day, all year. Like we're friends. She goes, no, she doesn't. She's so jealous of you. She hates you. She wants to be you. She's not your friend, Brielle. And I'm like, you barely talk to her. She's like, trust me. I know. Like, I can see the way she looks at you, the way she treats our things in our home. She's not your friend. And then literally like three days later, I got, I got beat up. See, Kim's, all of Kim's training on RHOA, like led her to be able to suss this out. Yeah. It is true though. Like bullying is just jealousy. It's like what you, someone has their own insecurity and it's something about you just living your life causes an insecurity in them. And rather than deal with it, that's how it works. Now I'm bullied every single day, but online versus in person. So I've been bullied every day for as, for as long as I've been on TV. What is it like 13 years now? I've been bullied. Did you ever go down? Because like, if you look at your social media with your 1.3 million Instagram followers, bravo, I'm nowhere near there, nor will I possibly ever be like, you seem so confident. Like you seem, cause you basically just say like, you stick up the middle finger and say like, fuck you, this is me. I'm living my life, which is so commendable. You know, you would think that you would always be that way. You know what I mean? Like, but it sounds like, did you go down that rabbit hole in the beginning of like letting the comments bother you and everything? No, it's it's so weird. I always like, me and Corey always talk about how like I'm different than most women. I'm pretty detached. I'm not like emotionally reactive. I'm like a logical thinker. So I really take a step back every time I'm in like a situation like that where somebody said something really mean, um, which is every single day, every time I read my DMs or my comments, you know, I have to block so many words out because people love to say, I look like Michael Jackson and craziness, which is whatever, you know? Um, I, I just have had to have tough skin forever. So it's, it, it literally does not bother me. I honestly think that they're funny. The only time it pisses me off is when they involve my family, like my little siblings or my parents, or, you know, somebody who's actually a good person. Um, I get it that watching us, it's reality TV. So you think that you know somebody, but you only see 30 minutes of their life once a week for a couple of years. That doesn't mean that you know me, you know what we want to show, what we're willing to show, what vulnerabilities we're willing to give you guys. That's not really who we are as people. We're actually really good people. And I'm very proud of my, my mom and my dad for raising us the way that we are and all my siblings. I wish people could really see um, how genuine we really are. Now that I've come out of the closet and shared with you that I've been living with eczema and skin irritation and breakouts ever since I was young, I've been hearing from so many of you. And I realized like this doesn't just affect me. It affects so many people. Now, I've tried a lot of different products over the years, but I have to tell you about Glad Skin. Do you ever wonder what actually causes your skin irritation and inflammation? It's a disruption in the bacterial environment. It's an imbalance, and Glad Skin specifically works to target that imbalance. They use a micro-ebalance, which is a revolutionary protein that restores the balance of the good and bad bacteria that live on your skin so it can finally heal. For me, Glad Skin has been a game changer. It's so effective that 91% of users, which are adults and children who have tried their top selling eczema cream reported significant improvement after just seven days, 91%. If you've been frustrated with your treatment options, don't wait to try GladSkin. GladSkin is offering my listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash velvet. That's gladskin.com slash velvet for 15% off plus free shipping. 
gladskin.com slash velvet. Remember the good old days? And I'm really dating myself here. I know when you had to like go to your psychiatrist's office and like sit there and wait in the waiting room and it was quiet and you were looking at people around you and you had to wait and you had to walk there and you had to drive there. Mental health and therapy and psychiatry has never been so simple. Now that you're able to access mental health and the comfort of your own device, it's never been so simple to schedule. Talkspace, it's really changed the game. You can send messages to your dedicated therapist and the Talkspace platform. You could schedule your sessions. You can help set goals all from your device. You never have to leave your home. And if you're like me and you travel and you're really never in one place for more than a few months, it's great. You don't have to keep changing therapists. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience and over 40 specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food, eating. As a listener of Behind the Velvet Rope, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To get $100 off, that's Talkspace.com slash velvet. Did your siblings get bullied too, or it was mainly just you? Uh, KJ, he was just sitting right here in front of me too, watching me, so I'm glad he walked away. Which I hope he still can't hear me, but there's these kids at school who bully him. And there's this one kid in particular and he has like, his dad has all these nice cars and like all this stuff. And so he'll be like, oh, my car's faster than like your dad's or like KJ will come home and be like, what's this car? Like, what do we, ha- like, what's the difference? You know, like, why does he think that his car is like faster and like all this stuff? So like they try to bully him that way. And like, like, like you're, I'm better than you or whatever. Yeah. I don't think that these, like he goes to a private school where there's a lot of, like I said, people whose kids go there that are, I mean, Chipper Jones like lives down the street. There's like a lot of people who live in this area that are known or have done something in the entertainment industry at some point, or they're an athlete, whatever it is. So he's not around people that don't really have a background in what he's grown up in, you know what I mean? So I don't think it's that bad for them. I don't think that the kids really understand. I mean, they're only in like their friends, the kids, my siblings know they love to film. They were like, what am I not filming today? They would be so upset. Um, like today is not a filming day. Yeah, no, they're no. Well, sometimes, you know, we'll be like, oh no, we like the adults are going to have lunch together. And they're like, well, I just put on this outfit. I got mic'd up. Like I'm not going to film today. Um, but no, I just don't think that the kids there understand yet. Now, when that day does come, I will, I'm not afraid to go beat a little kid's <laughs> I will go to that school. That's you know, because you take after your mom, like, right? Yeah. I, yeah. She, you know what? She's, I've watched her. So I feel like I can hold my own just like she can. Well, like watching you and your mom, like you said, like, we don't know, you know, what goes on behind closed doors. Like I get how reality TV works, but to me, it's like, you know, your mother daughter goals, like you guys, you know, I know like she had you at a younger age, but you guys really are friends. And I don't know who doesn't think that's the ideal parent child relationship as you grow up. Why do you think like so many people are so obsessed with this relationship? You know, they're saying like, you know, you are posing in skimpy outfits together, this whole thing. She took you to get lip injections. I, I don't think they think that's a really big deal. Like you're going to either go on your own to somebody down the street, you don't know, or to an expert. So, but why do you think people have so many comments about your and Kim's relationship? Honestly, 
it's hard to have a good relationship with your parents. A lot of people aren't as open as I am or my sister is with my parents. Looking at my friends' relationships with their parents, I'm like, were they even a part of your life? Like, do they, they have no clue what they're doing. They're not really involved. My parents are so overly involved. They know everything probably more than they want to know. I share everything you could think of with them because I want to be that open. My mom wanted us to have she wanted to be that person that I could go to if something was bothering me versus a girlfriend or like, oh, if I wanted to know about sex or if I wanted to know about, you know, anything like that. She wanted to be the one because she's more informed than, you know, my girlfriend who's my age and has no clue too, you know? So um, I think being raised like that is hopefully how I'll be able to raise my kids too, because I want them to have that open conversation with me. I don't ever want them to go to somebody else and get some type of false information or guided in some direction. That's probably not going to lead them down a good path. People probably just don't have that relationship with their family. I think that if I didn't have this relationship with my mom and I was an outsider looking in, I would probably be a little jealous or envious of the relationship that they have. A lot of people message me and say they love it. They are, they love us. They think that we're amazing. So if for as much hate as there is, there's as much love too. It's just sometimes, you know, you tend to pay attention to the negativity more than the positive comments because it's easier. Um, she really is a wonderful mother. I always used to say growing up, like, I want you to raise my kids because you did such a good job. Like if we're being around and don't lie. Like we're not hoes. We're not out here like with a different dude every night. Like we're, we're good girls. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. Well, if you ask him to raise your children, she probably would gladly. She wants me to have a child. She's like, come on, you're not, I'm not getting any younger. Like I want a little baby. And if you don't have it, I'm going to have one. And she's like, Ariana, come on. Like one of y'all have a baby. I'll take care of it. I'm like, you're insane. I'm not having kids. Like You think if you came home like tomorrow and you were like, guess what? I am having a baby. Would she be thrilled? Oh my God. She would love it. She would lose her mind. She would probably be the happiest day of her life. Uh, probably, I mean, like 50, 50, she'd probably be pissed. Cause she's going to have to deal with me bitching for the next like nine months, but she's going to be, she would be so excited that there was a baby coming around. She loves babies. Not so much like the stage the kids are in. I mean, she loves that too, but like babies, she has baby fever. Do you love being part of just a large, I mean, my parents, I grew up in a very similar household. Like you say, fuck, say, talk about sex, whatever. Like this is yeah. just, I don't, so I don't understand the opposite either. Like, I think it's like, it's not reality. Like, do you want to hear about all this or do I be just to keep it all to myself? Yeah. So I totally get it. I think it's, do you love being part of a large blended family? I do. I love it. I think that it's, it's so fun because you're never bored. I can go, like, if I don't have a girlfriend to go to dinner with or Ariana's busy, I'll go take KJ or Cash or Kane or Kaya. Kaya and I go get our nails done. You know, it's like built-in best friends and watching them grow up into these remarkable little people is so amazing I'm so I'm so blessed that they like chose us to be their family they're the best four kids ever I'm obsessed with them I want to just hang out with them all the time they're very sweet kids they're adorable the only thing that I wish is I were a little bit closer in age because KJ is so fun and he's so crazy and cash I know that we're gonna have the best time together in Vegas when we grow up and I just wish like I could bring him to Vegas now. Like, why do I have to wait like 20 more years or however? I mean, he's like, he's eight years old. So I've got like 16 more years or something. Like, You're like, I let's go. Yeah. What about, you know, everyone says, I mean, Kim has said, you know, she says all the time, you're her mini me. 
like, how are you guys like different and how are you guys so similar? We are literally the same person. Really? Yes, we are. Um, We're so similar. It's very odd. We think the same. We like the same. We have the same taste. We have the same style. Um, How are we different? I'd say that she's more... She is a a really wonderful mother. Like she has like this great motherly instinct and she can sit and talk and she genuinely cares about like my friends and my, my family or like what's going on in our lives. Like she's so selfless and like I am too, but in a different way, like I cannot be that person for my friend that you call and complain to every single day. My mom would like sit there for hours and be on the phone with you. And I think that's one way that we're totally different. I mean, I'll hear you out, but like, I have my own life. I have my own shit going on. My mom will drop anything for anyone. You're like, move it along, girl. Yeah. What about, does she ever embarrass you? Like what's something she's done that's embarrassed you? No, I probably embarrass her because like when we go out, I make her take shots with me. I like shots more so than a cocktail. And every time we do shots together, she's like, I can't do this with you ever again. I'm never going out with you. And then we end up dancing like in the restaurants. Like we always go to these nice restaurants and we're dancing on the tables, taking shots. Like we're probably embarrassing each other doing that, honestly. What about who's better like with fans? Like if you go out and get recognized like in the airport or traveling or wherever, like who's more like, okay, let, let's do the selfie. Let's go there. I, am. I definitely try to take a picture with every single person who wants to take one. I never want to say no because- I don't want them to go back to their friends and be like, oh my God, she's such a fucking bitch. Like she's not doing anything. She won't take this picture with me. But my mom, sometimes she's like in a hurry and she'll try to pretend like maybe she can't hear. Like if we're in the airport and we're like trying to rush through and run to our flight and I'll usually have to be like, mom, I think this person wants a picture, but like we have no time for it. So, but she's never like ignores somebody. If somebody wants a picture and like, she's not busy or doing anything, or she's like, not with her kids. She's like, yeah, absolutely. And what she's if, pretty, she likes to like have conversations with the fans too, she like does. talking to them. And I don't like, I am so antisocial. I don't like people. I really stick to like my four friends. That's it's so, like when they try to have conversations with me, my friends are always like, you're so fucking weird. And I'm like, I just don't know what to say. Like, thank you. I, I, I love, I love that you love us, but like, I don't have time, you know, sometimes you're like, like, just take the picture. Well, sometimes I, it's nice because some people will say like something that like I can relate to, or they'll know somebody that I know or whatever it is. Kane, quiet. Sorry. You guys okay. have to shut up, please. Thank you. Sorry. There's it's like, okay. I was um, like, I hear somebody. Yeah. Um, so like, that's fun. But like, sometimes there's just people who just like start going on and on and on about like random stuff that like, I don't even know about. And they just want to talk to me. And I'm like, I really don't have time right now, but I don't know how to be like, I have to go, you know, cause I don't want to piss them off. So I don't know. It's like a hard balance. Everybody's different. What about like, you know, this whole other thing that besides the lip injections, when, you know, Kim made this joke about, you know, I don't know the exact words, like she'll whore you out for the John Legend tickets. Oh, I actually wrote that tweet. You did? I wrote the tweet. I thought it was funny because like Chrissy Teigen's personality, she's so fun. And I think there was somebody who did something similar, like right before that. So we were like, oh, let's like fuck around with Chrissy Teigen and like 
have fun. I mean, she knows Chrissy. She probably could have texted her if she wanted to to get the tickets, but I think that we were just trying to be funny. Um, and people didn't see it that way. Like I actually wrote the tweet and tweeted it. My mom didn't. I mean, I showed her. I was like, wouldn't this be funny? Because we were like, oh, let's go to the John Legend concert. Like, what can we say? And you know, Chrissy's crazy on Twitter. So she loves her housewives. Yeah. I mean, my mom wouldn't actually do that. Like, I didn't really take it literal either, but apparently a lot of people did. People have no sense of humor. Everybody's so fucking sensitive these days. It's the world has gone in an interesting direction. I personally think there is going to be a complete revolt at some point the other way. I don't know if it's going to be today or this year, but I'm telling you, it's uh, people are boiling under the scenes. Yeah. And I, I just, I really don't understand what happened, where the switch was. If you look back in like 2009, like some of the best movies, like say the craziest shit, you know, like The Hangover. Could you imagine if they made The Hangover and said some of the things that they said then now or like white chicks or things like that? Like there's no chance that that would like last in today's society. I don't know when everybody got so sensitive, but it's so annoying. I mean, people listen, there's freedom of speech. Like you have to be able to say certain things and like, yes, there's hateful things that are, should be canceled. And then there's like 98% of the other things that people want to try to cancel you for. And you're like, uh, no, this cancel is culture no. to me is the worst and dumbest thing. I think it's not fair for somebody to work their whole life for something that they love and really put forth effort towards a career, whether they're, you know, this huge celebrity who says something stupid or a singer, they really have a talent or whatever it is for, for other people to decide your fate and your career and your life. It's just not fair. Now, of course, like you said, you know, certain things obviously go with that explanation, but most of it, I feel like it's just petty. People are just looking every day to attack and hate. I wish that these people who were so judgmental and focused on everybody else's lives would try to be that person for one day. I mean, it's hard. It's not fair that like the famous people or people in the public eye have to kind of, you know, watch everything they say and do. Like we can't just go out and have fun and have a wild, crazy night. Cause like, who knows who's watching, who's filming? Like you really have to be on your toes and that's just not, it's not fair. Do you worry about that? Or like, did you, like, does your mother, like, do you have conversations about that? You know, like, especially when like, okay, like Stassi and Kristen and like Bravo has let people go. And just like when all of that was happening, just of like, and did your mother ever give you any advice of like, you know, everyone's watching. If you don't think they're watching, they're watching. Just like, even like in terms of being drunk and just having fun and whatever. No, I feel like I'm always the one saying that to my little sister because I've like dealt with it. So I understand and I know. And some of my friends will be like, you're fine. No one knows. Nobody cares. But then I'll get a tweet like an hour after we leave somewhere and they're like, oh my God, I saw you at dinner. I was so scared to say something. I love you so much. So it's like, I always just assume in every room I walk in, at least one person will recognize or know who I am. So I have to make sure that I'm on my A game and I'm not like sitting here being disrespectful, loud or crazy, you know, things like that. But my mom, she did a great job. So she's not really worried about us. She did do a great job. What about another thing everyone's always concerned about with you? I'm sure, you know, as all the plastic surgery that they say you've had, this always comes off. You've answered it many a time. One thing that drives me fucking insane yes. is when everybody says that I've had my nose done because I literally have not. And if people were smart and would actually look back, they would see that I've had the same fucking nose. This, this one drives me insane. Um, if you look at my lips, 
they've gotten bigger. So I'm sure my nose looks different because, you know, there's not so much space between, I, honestly, I don't know how it works, but that one gets under my skin, like no other. And I would be honest about it. Like, I guess I've done my lips. Like I've, I've anything I've had Botox. I try to get it in my jawline, you know, I have TMJ. So I do get it sometimes things like that. Um, it's just like little things. I'm not sitting here. Like I don't have a whole new face. People are so crazy, but lips really do change a whole, somebody's whole entire face. I don't have to have filler everywhere to look different. And I grew up like they're comparing these photos of me from when I was like 11 or 12 years old when, yeah, I have no tits. Like I haven't even gone through puberty yet. So well, that's what you said on Watch What Happens. I thought that was the best answer when you're like, of course I fucking look different. I was 10 years old, 11. Yeah. Like, hello, people. It's called I'm puberty. See people's, what do you look like at 10? And what do you look like at 24? And then let's talk. Even like, yeah, even five years ago, I look at pictures and I'm like, ugh. What or the like, hell? see like some of my friends, there's always like those glow up challenges on Twitter. And it's like, if I posted one, they'd be like, oh my God, plastic surgery. Whereas my friends who are like nobody's, you know, essentially they post and everybody's like, yes. Oh my God, you look so good. And they look completely different when they've had no work done. So it's like, I'm just screwed over here. And out of everything you hear that you've had done to your body, it's the, the nose is the one thing that bothers you. Yes. Because everything else I'm sure, like they don't understand how puberty and things like that work, whatever they're fucking idiots. Um, I mean, I could tell you going to the gym is how I, I go to the gym all the time. I did the Peloton right before this. Like I try to, I want a fat ass. I want like a small waist. I want to look good. Um, but the nose is like, you actually have to go under the knife to do that one. And I'm like too scared to do anything like that. Well, also like to me, your mother, you know, you're, it's an open environment. You are very open. So why you you're honest about everything else you would just say I've had the following 12 things done who cares and I post what I do every single day like I wouldn't even have time like when have I had time I mean I'm sure I can go back through my archives on Instagram for like the last six years and every single day I'm posting like either a selfie or what I'm doing and I'm always gone so like it doesn't even make sense if people like thought about how long it takes to like heal from things and shit like that doesn't add up Right. Like, when would you have done that? Did you love being part of the Watch What Happens Live, like, children special? Like, do you take that as an honor? Was your mother happy you were asked to be part of that? Yes, I was really excited to do it. Um, I signed up, actually, like, a month prior to when we taped, which was, like, in early April. I lost, like, my best friend, like, a couple days before that. I know. And we had to bury him on the Friday before the Monday that I shot that. So I was, I haven't watched it. A lot of people are telling me, Oh, you did amazing. You're so strong. And then other people are like, you think that you're better than everybody else. You're not very fun. Like, I'm like, I did, wasn't really talk too much. I didn't really have a lot to say. I was just answering when I could. And I was really trying to hold it together because I was on the phone with a medium. She randomly called us and I was talking to her for like three hours before this before I had to get ready for all this or like, I was literally doing my makeup and hair. She, my mom's like, Oh my God, come here. And I'm like, I can't, you have to come up here. Cause I had this watch happens live thing. And we met and I was getting ready and we were, I felt like I was literally on the phone with Ethan for three hours. So for me to walk away from that and do 
the call. I was actually very proud of myself because my mom's like, fuck it, just cancel. Who cares? It's like, just cancel it. Like, take care of yourself. You can do it another day. And if not, whatever, like, you don't have to do this for y'all. But I was like, no, I made the commitment. I'm going to go and I'm going to try. So I was like hysterical before and I was hysterical like the second I got off. Actually, there's a window right here. And I did my call with Andy. I did the Watch Happens Live right here in this chair over here. And behind me was my mom, Zach and Croy on the phone with the medium the whole time. So I was like itching to get out there because I could see them and they were still talking to him. So I wasn't really like in the best state of mind then, but I was really excited to do it before all this happened. Um, I always, I joked with Andy like a couple of years ago, actually, because I would always go with my mom when she would be on Watch Happens Live because I love Andy. I think he's amazing. We've always had like some weird little friendship. Um, and I said to him, when are you going to put me on Watch Happens Live? And this was like, I don't know, five years ago. He said, sweetie, just be thankful for the time you already have. And I was like, okay, what a read. <laughs> That's a read. But sometimes for real though, I don't understand some of the people that are on Watch What Happens Live sometimes because... I have like more followers than them, or I feel like more people know, like they know Kim, everybody in the world knows Kim. So then you kind of got an idea if you know, Kim, who Kim's daughter is. So sometimes I'm like, what the hell? Um, I think it would have been really fun. I think Annie and I would have had a great time if actually while like before a don't be tardy episode or after a don't be tardy episode aired, if we got to do watch happens live together, I feel like it would have been so fun, but maybe there'll be another opportunity for that one day. Have you, who's like certain guests, like if you've watched, but you're like, okay, why are they on there and not me? Like, is there certain guests who are like, who the hell is this? Yeah, like, yes. I don't even, I don't even know like whose names, like sometimes I have to Google them and I'm like, I have no clue who this person is. For the most part, they always have wonderful people that obviously everybody knows and loves or they're on Bravo shows. I don't watch Bravo. I don't watch any TV. So I have no clue who, I didn't know who like 90% of the people were in that Watch Happens Live call. Um, some of my friends were like asking me who's going to be on it. And I was like, oh, this is like the list. And they were telling me certain things about certain people. Um, but I have no clue. I don't watch TV. Do you see, and you were on with the medium, like literally before, I was going to say at the end also, I mean, since you brought it up, like, I am sorry to hear about your friend. I read about that. And like, I know, I also saw your mom was like, they didn't mention it. So I was like, I'm going to mention it here today. You know, it's like, that's a hard thing to go through. Yeah. Um, Wait, what, what were you saying? That? Well, I know well about the medium, like you were on oh, with the yeah. medium right before and after. Wow. Like they were still on the phone with the medium as I was doing this. They were like right there. So I was walking away from like when I felt like I was literally talking to Ethan. It's actually funny because I mean, he said so many crazy things, but I broke my nail that morning and I have like a heart tattoo right here. Oh, it's cool. terrible. I got to get it fixed, but the medium was like my heart, my heart. I like keep grabbing my heart. It like feels so weird. My heart, my heart. And, um, anyways, he was, she kept saying my heart, my heart. Sorry. I lost my train of thought there. My heart, my heart. And he goes, she said, Ethan just said, what happened to your nail Brielle? And I'm like, Oh my God, it like broke this morning. And I sent her a picture and she said, that's what I meant by my heart. Cause it was the finger with the heart tattoo. So, I mean, it was like, wow, he really can like see and he's here. And this wasn't on Zoom or anything like that? No, she was just on the phone with wow. us. She's actually sitting in a nail salon, getting her nails done. And on the right is a wall, a mural of Paris and then of Paradise Island. And Paradise Island is in the Bahamas where we would go every year for my birthday, meet Ethan. And she, she sent my mom a picture and said, Ethan told me to send this to Brielle. He says it's a message for her. He says he's in Paradise Island. 
And I was like, okay, get the bitch on the phone because I want to know what else is going on. And I mean, there was no doubt. She gave us the last four digits of his phone number. There's so many crazy things that like nobody else in the world knows. And she still texts me from time to time. Like she just sent me um, a flower the other day. And she said, does this mean anything to you? Ethan told me to send it to you or she'll like send me pictures of random stuff. She said, if anybody's missing a shoe, Ethan hid the shoe. Like, I don't know. It's just insane. That's was hard to do the show that I imagine. Yes, it was very hard. It was probably one of the hardest things I've done because I'm sitting there and I want to be excited. and I want to have fun. And I was, but I was like choking up back on tears. And I would, every time there was like a break or they would go talk to one of the other housewife sections, I would call my mom and I'd be like, put me on three-way. And then I would kind of be like, fuck, like they're back. Like I have to like put it back on, which I loved that opportunity. I was so grateful to be able to do that. And like talk to everybody and I had so much fun, but I just wish it was like another day. So I could have really been like myself and, and really enjoyed it. And you didn't know, like, you didn't know any of the other kids. Like, do you know any of them? Like you must know Cairo. Oh, I know Cairo. I don't know if I've ever met Noelle. I feel like I might've like a really, really long time ago. I know Cairo, I grew up with him. I know him really well. Um, and I know Gia, who else was on it. Oh, I know the Manzo brothers. And I think that's it. I don't really remember who else was on it, but yeah, I don't know. One of my, my friends have so much to say about Brooks Marks. I don't know who he is, but everybody loves him. They think he's so interesting. Well, we talk all about who Brooks Marks is. We talk about Salt Lake. We talk about all the other housewife shows. Then we get into Brielle's dating life. Who slipped into her DMs? There are some. Who slipped into her DMs from Bravo? Oh my God. She reveals a bombshell of a DM. All of that is coming in part two. Of course, we talk more about Kim and Don't Be Tardy and Real Housewives of Atlanta. We just kind of cover it all. So stay tuned for our part two sit down with Miss Brielle Bierman. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.